Hey, it's Jana Burka. Jana, what are you doing here at WTIP on a weekend? I don't know what I'm doing at WTIP on a weekend. That's a good question. Yeah. What are you doing at WTIP on a weekend? Uh, just getting off uh, Boundary Waters trip, doing some unloading and just uh, dropping off some audio and stuff. Whoa. Did you take this on your trip with you? This Granite Gear pack? Yeah. I did, and I take it on all my trips. This pack has been so reliable, Jana. It's the best canoe pack that I've definitely ever had. But I also take it on on winter trips in the Boundary Waters. Mm-hmm. I, I fill it with stuff, you know, fishing gear, sleeping bags, all kinds of stuff for winter travel too. And it has held up. This is like the original pack as I bought it. Same straps and everything. Really? And I've, yeah, I've had it for nine years. And it's easy to carry too. Yeah. So then on, on a canoe trip, I was I was just doing it's. Uh, Absolutely, so easy. You know, it's got the hip belt, which I really like. So, mm-hmm. Granite Gear, which is down in two harbors, you know, just down the shore from us here in Grand Marais, it's been in two harbors for over 30 years. They've been down there 30 years, yeah, making canoe packs. They make absolutely unbelievable, sturdy gear. I mean, just look at this. Look at this. It thing. looks great. Yeah, I could use one of these. Yeah, Granite Gear, two harbors, but they are now, they were just actually featured in Outside Business Magazine in October 2021. Wow. Uh, so they've got the, you know, the shelf life of a solid company right on the edge of the wilderness here, the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness, but they're getting a lot of national recognition too. Are they available at any places in the region if you wanted to go check them out? Yep, they have them at a lot of local shops from Ely to Duluth up here in Grand Marais, and it's just granitegear.com. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry you're here on a weekend, but uh, let's get <laughs> let's get out of here. Go to the Boundary Waters. All something. right. I'll just jump in this pack, and yeah. you can carry me. All right. <laughs> this is the WTIP Boundary Waters podcast. This is the wilderness that Dave and I were both introduced to as kids. You know, our first wilderness camping experiences were in the Boundary Waters. And in summer, you wake up, you swim through the lake, you have breakfast, then you can relax, you can go paddling, you can go hiking. We've done this trip before to Horseshoe Lake, and I remember catching walleye there before. I went on a canoe trip in the Boundary Waters. And it's, it was really cool. It was my first time. The route from Ram Lake back to Poplar Lake with, with no packs, with, with only a day pack, uh, we take it in one day. Well, you can look to Venus, you can look to Mars. I will set my sights by the northern star and in the deep dark blue come the northern lights. Oh, and in the deep dark blue come the northern lights. Welcome to episode 53 of the WTIP Boundary Waters podcast. I'm your host, Joe Fredericks. We are going to be linking up in just a moment with Matthew and Lindsay. They went on a spirited adventure on the Border Route Trail this summer through the Boundary Waters. We're going to hear about their experience. Ties directly into some late fall activity from the Border Route Trail. There was actually a tornado reported and confirmed by the National Weather Service in the Boundary Waters on the Border Route Trail in October 2021. Uh, Just confirmed in late October. We're going to hear a little bit more about that and some of the impact later in the episode. November has been off to a pretty interesting start. I remember in 2020, we were ice fishing on Halloween. 
just outside the Boundary Waters on some small trout lakes. The last day to fish for trout on inland lakes near the Boundary Waters or in the Boundary Waters. That was last year. This year, a much different story. In fact, we were canoeing. We went and did a late-season trip into Brule Lake. We were canoeing November 6th and 7th on Brule, mighty big Brule, and uh, one other person was out there also in a canoe. So a different story. It was 55, almost 60 degrees when we were out there. Things starting to cool down now, getting a little more seasonal so to say, in the Boundary Waters, but uh, unique to be out paddling in November. Let's jump back, though, to summer, the Border Route Trail, 65-mile-long hiking trail that we've talked about on the podcast a few different times now from uh, trail runner Alex here this spring, and uh, we've had some, some people that hike the entire duration of the trail. They shared that with us on a very, very early episode, one of the first episodes of the podcast. Head out to the Border Route Trail with Matthew and Lindsay. Well, it's a regular old Friday night living on the edge of the wilderness. Today, in fact, is Lindsay Gow's birthday. Happy birthday, Lindsay. Thanks, Matthew. We are on a spur trail that connects around Mayhew Lake between Mayhew and Birch into the wilderness uh, to a little tiny lake uh, via the border route trail. What's the lake we're going to, Linz? Sock Lake. Yeah, we're going uphill right now and uh, we're trying to move quick. You may hear in the background rumblings of thunder, which is both a blissful sound due to the drought and a slightly terrifying sound due to the lack of shelter. Definitely the squirrels are going wild with chirping and we're plotting uphill. As I like to say, this isn't even the start of the trip. This is just accessing the trip. The trip always really starts when you wake up in the wilderness. So. Here we go. Got anything to say, Lindsay? There's lots of wolf and bear poop oh, on yeah. this trail. Fresh, so. Yeah, we say like in the last day or two at the most. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Just to be clear, you said what kind of poop? Lots of bear poop and wolf poop. Well, maybe we'll see some. It's almost that time of night where they're running around, so here we go. Well, that was quite an adventure to get out here to camp. So we're really trying to cruise from the moment that we got out of the car, we could hear the thunder in the distance. Mm -hmm. I don't know, what would you say we had like two or three miles? No, I thought we only had like a mile and a half. I have no idea, actually. 
Well, I would say anywhere from a mile and a half to two and a half miles. Okay. <laughs> and the thunder's rolling in, and we are cruising, trying to get to camp, to get camp set up before the storm hits. And then the wind started to pick up. Yeah, but sort of the the like real terrifying element of this um, trajectory is that we are going up pretty much the whole time. Like we're going up to the top of a ridge while a thunderstorm is rolling in. Yeah, it definitely seems counterintuitive. Right. Definitely not a safe idea. But we have to get up onto the ridge in order to drop down the ridge to the campsite. But the spur trail that drops down to the campsite is really like probably one of the tallest points on the ridge. Could hear the thunder. Then we could see the, the thunder clouds through the trees. And it started to get really dark. It, 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 yeah, it became night. Yeah, I was going to say, it seemed like it was nighttime, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't, sun, the sun hadn't even set yet. Yeah, especially in those thick, when you go into those thick canopies, Yeah, it was practically dark. And then the wind started to roll in. And, you know, it's a backpacking trail in the wilderness, so... We were going so fast, I got to the point where I started wondering if we missed the trail, the the turn to go to the campsite. Yeah, because the whole trail is like, you know, pretty overgrown. Thankfully, like just as the the wind and the the shift and and temperature and pressure is peaking out, we reach the the turnoff up on the ridge to come down to the trail. Yeah. And well. What would you say? It's probably another, like, uh, eighth of a mile. Yeah. Down to the campsite, and about halfway, you said, all right, should we should we put our rain jackets on? Yeah, because the rain had started. So, yeah, it just had started, and we, so we threw rain gear on. Which we had, you know, very, in our good foresight, we had packed it right on the top of our packs. We knew that this might happen. <laughs> Cruising, really getting soaked. I mean, it was a downpour. Yeah. Uh, and get to camp in the midst of a downpour. And we had discussed this strategy. What are we gonna have? What are we gonna do if we have to set up the tent in the rain? <laughs> I think it was a great idea. It was. We just packed the tent away incorrectly. <laughs> so it didn't work. We, right. we didn't pack our tent away the way we should have, will, according to our strategy we came yeah. up with. So by the time we got the tent set up, and of which as soon as we unrolled it onto the ground, the level of rainfall increased dramatically <laughs> from a downpour to a torrential downpour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we were debating, you know, should we 
try to wait it out or should we just start setting up? And without knowing how long it could last, we decided to start setting up. And we got it set up. And just about when we finished setting it up, the rain it almost stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I spent probably a good 15 minutes wiping out the inside of the tent. Yeah, our strategy didn't yeah. Yeah, go as planned. But. but we got, you know, all the standing water out of the bottom of the tent. And we're dry. Yep. We're obviously you can hear there's no rain. We're cozied up in the tent right now. Just got done with a round of cribbage. Oh, and the most beautiful part was uh, when I'm sponging up all the water. Lindsay's. Yeah, I could see the sun starting to come through some of the some of the trees, and so we walked down to the lake because we ended up putting our tent. A little ways from camp in this spot that seemed drier where some of the places in camp were like collecting big puddles so we put our tent a little away from camp so we walked down to the camping area to the lake you know on one end of the lake you could see the sun just like bursting over the tree line and through this beautiful like cloud almost like a cloud line that cloud bank yeah like a cloud bank that looked like cloud mountains that the sun was peeking over. It created this amazing horizontal light flow that just like cascaded over the landscape yeah. and over the lake. While the sky was still kind of dark on some parts. And, and then... On the opposite end of the lake... was a rainbow! It's a birthday rainbow for Lindsay. Uh, it's a pretty beautiful sight. It was so beautiful. So we made it to Sock Lake on the Border Route Trail through our thunderstorm. Lindsay's uh, backpacking birthday bonanza uh, is underway. Your birthday does, celebration does not end at the stroke of midnight tonight. But we'll continue on uh, through the trip, celebrating your wonderful life and uh, in exactly the way you want to be celebrating, which is backpacking in the Boundary Waters. Yep. Not paddling. This time around, no, I wanted to backpack because I've never, I've never backpacked through the Boundary Waters. I wanted to... To experience it in a different form. That the only way to get here is on foot. Mm-hmm. And that makes it pretty special. Yeah. This is a pretty sweet campsite. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's like this little... Big rock ledge. Private campsite on this beautiful little lake. Yep. Nobody else but us. The other creatures. Yeah, this big, big blueberry patch, pretty much next to the the main rock ledge that the fire grate is on. But it, uh, there wasn't a blueberry nope. in sight. You know, we saw a pretty berry-filled mound of bear poop on the <laughs> way in. So, uh, hopefully, we don't see that dude later. 
or do that or whatever. Bear. Bear. Well, wraps up day one. Night one. Sweet dreams. Woke up to pretty much a beautiful, sunny, clear sky on Sock Lake this morning. The conditions were perfect for getting all the gear dried out for a real slow morning that somehow snuck its way into the afternoon, pretty much in complete and total leisure with lakefront campsite, entire lake all to ourselves. Any thoughts? I'm just so happy to be out here. It's just a, another really cool way to experience the Boundary Waters. Yeah, I've been seeing some moose tracks and wolf tracks and... Passed by just some monstrous ancient white pine, white pine, red pine, Cedars. cedar. Uh, as we kind of made our way down to Mucker Lake which was a beautiful lake, kind of kind of boggy around the edges, but a, just a magnificent creek clothed in cedar grove. Just had the most oasis feel, and to see the water flowing. Yeah, that was really true in that kind of like creek. We saw the creek that kind of ran near Mucker. Out of Mucker. Yeah, out of Mucker Lake. The way the drought has gone then in Minnesota and especially up here in northern Minnesota, it, it was it was extra beautiful <laughs> to see running water. We were both just kind of like, wow, running water. Just had to reach down and put my hands in it. Yeah. So we're continuing on to Partridge Lake. Uh, just soaking up the beauty. It's really windy up on the ridge, but we've been snacking on berries throughout the day. Uh, just doing our best to enjoy ourselves. Happy birthday weekend, Lindsay. Thank you. You can hear the wind blowing so hard because we were trudging through the most dense growth of the hiking trail so far and hoping camp to come soon and when all of a sudden we busted out in the most amazing cliff top overlooking to the north Canada crown lands the west finger of rose over into rat into south I've, I've just never seen the boundary waters from this vantage point and it's <laughs> I'm almost like speechless it's so breathtaking I'm in awe right now it's really fun thinking about how we paddled this these border lakes on previous trips and you know, I've spent lots of time in the canoe daydreaming about being on top of these cliffs and what that would be like, and now we're up here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Worth it. 
birthday, birthday. It is day three of our adventure on the border route trail in the Boundary Waters. A birthday! Backpacking Bonanza! <laughs> How many times are you, are you going to say that on this on this episode? As many times as I need to. <laughs> um, we are on the east end of Partridge Lake. At this great campsite, um, really nice campsite, good little swimming spot. You can tell it's not used a lot. Um, we've had some beaver company and hummingbird company. We didn't record last night, I think, because we were exhausted after yesterday. We only hiked like three and a half or four hours. Not sure how many miles. <laughs> It's hard to tell with this trail. It's just so windy. You know, you're constantly zigzagging. Trail never goes straight, so. Yeah, and it doesn't fully reflect that on the map. I think without some type of device, I'm not really sure how far we're hiking. Last night we were just so tired. We got into camp and we went for a swim. It was blissful. Ate some delicious dinner in the hammock, then pretty much got into bed played around a cribbage, and fell asleep. <laughs> um, I was too tired to even read. It was, was good Good tired. Yeah, I was good tired. But the rest of the hike yesterday was, after that amazing overlook, was just kind of, I think both of us were just really like determined to get to camp. I think we were kind of ready to be done after that. Yeah, you know, what's unique about the border route trail versus, say, paddling through the wilderness is... The campsites are really, I mean, they're somewhat spread out. Uh, you don't get a lot of choice. When you're hiking along this ridge that's, you know, just south of, like, South Lake and Rat Lake and the west end of Duncan, you have the opportunity to go down the ridge to the north to camp at a campsite on South Lake. The, that was the only optional campsite before Partridge. When you're thinking about where to camp, anything on a lake has a greater likelihood of being taken by paddle campers, mm -hmm. especially a popular route along the border. Partridge Lake is accessible via canoe, but it's a 230-rod portage from Duncan into Partridge. And there's two campsites that a, a paddle group would have to pass before getting down to the one we're on. So the likelihood of this being unoccupied was really high. Yeah, and then Partridge Lake doesn't really... There's not like another lake to portage into it's dead end it's a dead end so we were we're hoping we had a good chance of no one being here and we were right one of the most visually stunning elements of coming to this campsite is when coming down the ridge it was just a really literal carnage of deadfall it appears as though at one point this landscape was just beautiful in regards to like a canopy a dense canopy of trees with a lush understory but whether it was fire or um it looked more like wind i wonder if it was left over from like the blowdown i'm not sure yeah i definitely think you're right there and you know even when i look across around the lake at the landscape there's some burned out uh trees not all of them. There's some lingering old white pine, but there's also some burned out ones. 
or at least dead ones. So yeah, I think a combination of forces has really transformed this landscape. And we were doing some straight up scrambling to get down here and we we're about to do some straight up scrambling to get back up to the ridge top to continue on our journey. Now one unique thing about the route that we selected is that we today are gonna cover probably as, as much ground as we did thus far in the trip. So on our final day, we're gonna head to the uh, stairway portage, Rose Falls, jump on the Caribou Rock Trail, and take that all the way down past the East Bearskin to Duncan Lake Portage, and then past the Duncan to Moss Lake Portage, and then on our final stretch out to where my car is waiting for us. So we'll keep- At the Caribou Rock Trail, head down- On Hungry Jack Road. On Hungry Jack Road. It's likely to be a long day. It's likely to be a butt kicker. Yeah, we're kind of thinking like seven hours probably. We'll see. I'm so, trying not to think about that right now. We have lots of planned water stops, lots of snacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad we're doing it together. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Let's get to it. All right. Joe here on the WTIP Boundary Waters podcast. We're going to conclude Matthew and Lindsay's journey in just a moment. I wanted to follow up, though, while they were talking about some of the down trees and just some of the blowdown type events that they were experiencing at Partridge Lake. I wanted to talk about uh, this tornado event that moved through the Boundary Waters, the east side of the Boundary Waters near Clearwater Lake. The tornado was on October 10th and confirmed on October 29th by the National Weather Service in Duluth that indeed a tornado rolled through the Boundary Waters. Wind speeds up to somewhere between 111 and 135 miles per hour. We have some photos shared with us at WTIP from the Forest Service about just the impact of this tornado event, really impacting the border out trail. It's impassable in places. And because of just the seasonality of this storm, it's probably going to be that way to start the season. So you need to really be aware of some of that if you're planning to hike the border route trail, particularly that area near Clearwater Lake. You definitely want to know about some of the conditions in there. You can contact the Border Route Trail Association or the Forest Service to get some more information. Well, let's jump back into their trip from summer 2021. Thus far today, we left Partridge Lake, ascended massive cliffs overlooking Rose. Mm -hmm making our way eventually to Rose Falls. It's been a long day. Oh, but Rose Falls was so nice. We filtered more water, took our shoes off, soaked our feet in the cold water. Now we're both just tired. I feel like I just hit a wall. Uh, once you get off the border route trail and on to the Caribou Rock Trail, it's a lot of <laughs> steep, steep terrain. A lot of climbs. A lot of uphill. It was like a consistent uphill for what felt like, I don't know, three quarters of a mile. I don't even know. Maybe a mile. And then down. And then back up. And I think we've just got maybe one more steep uphill to go, which is great news. I'm definitely ready to be done. I just sort of hit that wall. As beautiful as it is to overlook Duncan right now, and right now I think if Lindsay and I can get out without hurting each other, we'll be 
<laughs> we'll be good. Stoke is low, Krabby is high. For you. Oh, that death stare you just <laughs> gave me that no couldn't be caught on audio wasn't <laughs> crap. Me? Oh, the truth hurts. Never. I would never. So, home stretch, huh? Just got to make it to the end. Yeah. I'm really enjoying the challenge of this, though. It feels good to push my body this hard. And I don't know, this space on this trip together has allowed us to have, like, some really good, meaningful conversation and connecting time. So Totally. Lots of great. The best part of today, other than the beautiful cliffs, have been the great conversation. Yeah. It's nice to get away from everyday life and stress to just make space to be together and have really a lovely time. You're a great hiking, backpacking partner. Yeah, in this way, it's not any different than the Boundary Waters. It is the Boundary Waters. I'm sorry. <laughs> in this way, it's not any different than paddling in the Boundary Waters. Because it's still the boundary waters. Alright, that's it. I'm out. Excellent trail report. The Border Route Trail. Matthew and Lindsay sharing that with us on the Boundary Waters podcast. Rolling through November. Holiday season is basically here. Uh, we've got some great things lined up for this winter on the WTIP Boundary Waters podcast. As always, thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned. Uh, just getting into my favorite part of the year in the Boundary Waters, winter. Matthews, too. If he was here, he'd confirm it. <laughs> I'm sure. I had to sing when I paddled. Feeling not thinking if the strokes are true. We're going to get through to the other side. Out in the night, the waves beat the shore. You can hear them pounding, you can hear them roar. Oh, me, rock me in my dreams. You can roll me, rock me in my dreams. So I like to sing, I love to dance. I play the fool if I got the chance. All around the campfire light. All around. Campfire light All round, all round, all round The campfire light